Let's go out with something really hot for these folks. A big hit out of 77. A Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here, Star Wars! Welcome to the Black Cast, joined by the one, the only... Zia Anderson, Zia Landerson. Zia Landerson, Bastille Day. Yeah, I haven't uh, gone through the whole title in a while, but I know we don't do shows where I introduce you usually anymore. Yeah, we it's, don't anymore. It's been a little while, although we did do an exciting couple of interviews recently. Very exciting for Marvel TV Weekly. One with Chris Claremont, who uh, I think maybe toot my own horn. I think it's my fifth interview with him. Mm-hmm. Your first, my first. Good and then we also did a great interview about X Men: The Animated Series with Eric Leewald and his wife Julia. Uh, both of those will show up as future Blackcasts, but I want to let them live for a little bit over at uh, AfterBuzz TV. You can find the video for them on YouTube. And uh, there's also audio versions of that. But those were fun to do. Those are really fun. Yeah. They were both fantastic interviews. And it was uh, only because I was there. No, I thought it was a lot of fun. I like not being the only one in an interview. And I'm also trying to get a, to be better about sharing when well, I do an interview. We, you know, we, who, I, who knows if we're going to get the job or get any sort of callbacks. Oh, my gosh. But we applied for our first job That's together. Right. I know. So, I mean, you know. We could work on the on the on all the sharing yeah. stuff. No, I know. Get I, I think it'd be time. great. And look, we do a daily feature called uh, Marvel News. No, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel News, News daily. daily. We do so many of these so freaking shows. So many Marvel. Yeah, because yeah. in in the same day we did Marvel News Daily, Marvel uh, Movie News, Marvel TV Weekly uh-huh. last week. Yeah, and it's a lot, but that's all right. I think it's fun. I like Marvel. Yeah, it's better than uh, an alternative. I won't say which uh, universe. I think is not as well represented on uh, at least on the film screen i still you know i like some of it yeah i do too what do you uh we're gonna talk about uh, some star wars in a minute but uh, what do you think about this uh birds of prey movie that's coming out are you excited i want it yeah i I, it looked cool i wanted to see it but from now i've heard things from yeah Yeah. so it's it's, from ryan who is predisposed to love everything except for the star wars christmas special which I, i mean he's loved movies that i think are just Truly awful, which yeah. is the the wonderful Wait, thing about Ryan. Mind, He's so sweet. Any that, of the prequels? Oh, the prequels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all bad in different ways. Though. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, I haven't well, seen those since I was watched them in theaters. Since we're talking about uh, Star Wars, I wanted to uh, include you in a conversation. I mean, we'll talk to some uh, friends of the Black Cast uh, in a little bit, but you're you're a friend of the Black Cast, but you've kind of been. It's not like you've been. Adopted. It's like you've been conscripted. It's when you get forced to serve in the army. Yeah. You, yeah. The you, yeah. you were conscripted by the Black Cast Nation. And now I have what's that syndrome called? 
Uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. Now yeah. I have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, you I don't think know how you happened. actually like doing the podcast, yeah. but it's pretty terrible. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. because no, I was here, so you're to like, be you fair, have to stay. You've met some nice people from it. I you've have. met uh, Will Sterling, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff DeRay, mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay Floyd, mm-hmm. you know? So you like, I like all three of those people. Yeah, those people are all great. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't have met them otherwise. That's true. You know? So, uh, I mean, me, you would have met otherwise. And how delightful is that, really? I mean,. Probably, you know, not very. Not very, but I'm going to tell you what. Wait, can I talk about it? Yeah. Um, you made up for it with my birthday gift. Yes, which you'll hear in a future <laughs> episode. Hundredfold. Yeah, and then uh, also it was really nice to you. Uh, was that just last week? Yeah, you it was because I wanted really to make sure nice that you were able week. to do the interview. I uh, overbooked for, myself. Yes, uh, you <laughs> like were spread a, a little lot. thin, uh, which usually is not a word to describe you. Thin. <laughs> See, it's me being mean. If Will heard that, he'd be like, "Oh, you can't talk to a woman like that." I was like, <laughs> oh, "It's not a so woman, sweet. it's Zia." Yeah, it's, I don't think you could classify yeah. me as a woman. Yeah. Did I ever tell you this? that my husband thought that when we first started dating that there was a possibility that I was transgender. Oh. That I was a guy. I mean, I'm still not convinced uh, just because I, I, I've i I've seen you wear a tube top. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but that's my that's my argument though. It's like if I was transgender and I made the and I made the which there's nothing wrong with by the way. I'm no, not no, there's no, nothing no. wrong but with it, that. But if I had I made the transition, I would not have these boobs. I would have way better boobs. Oh my god, like would double D's. Better, yeah, right? it's, yeah. 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 Something that would break your back. Something probably. that would hurt me. Uh, anyway, so uh, I just wanted to uh, rope you in for only a part of this episode because I know you got to get back to your life. You've got sandwiches to eat. You've got other I shows do to have do. Sandwiches I to know. Eat. I can see it. So uh, I wanted to talk to you about two things. First, uh, we're talking a lot these last few weeks on the podcast about the rise of Skywalker. So I know from talking to you uh, over the last month since it's been out <laughs> that you didn't love it. And I'm sort of wondering what you did like, this big picture, did like, didn't like. A couple, a couple of things of each. Um, okay. What I did like was, I, you know what? I don't know if I didn't like it, but I didn't mind it. Sort of the twist that Ray was a Palpatine. Yeah. I, I, I actually thought that was kind of a cool story I point. Cool. Yeah. So I that was that I thought was cool. Bringing Emperor Palpatine back, I did not think was cool. <laughs> I yeah. Did, I did not enjoy that very much. You could have come up with a new guy. Yeah. You know. I mean, you had yeah. you had Snoke who wasn't great, but then you went and killed him. You gave, yeah. Oh God, yeah. there were so many mistakes in the, these last three movies. I just personally think that none of them needed to be made. No. I and we were talking about the pre- prequels a minute ago. And I said this to, uh, in our, our previous episode, I said this to uh, our friend Will Sterling. I think that after they made the first three, like 1983, they could have been done with Star I think Wars. So. You know, they well, didn't need to make movies anymore. They could have made some series they and things. They could have made some series. Some animation. And if you're going to do more Star Wars, I, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad idea to explore the world and the universe. I think that that story needs to be done. I, I think hope that story is done. That story I really don't want done. more of it. The, yeah. With the original, you know, the original three that were made, I think you probably could have stopped there. The prequels had some good stuff. Darth I mean, Maul. We got Darth yeah, Maul. Was I think cool. that that was the coolest thing we got. It was stuff that. I wanted to know. I wanted to know what happened before because we've known ever since I was yeah. little that that was episode four. I'm like, well, I want to see one, two, and three. And there was a point where it seemed like we would never actually get those. Right. And then we got them and it was like, you know, when each one came out I, and I saw in the theater, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I saw Phantom Menace in the theater three times. You Did know? you really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, and it's to me, it's not the worst of the three. The Attack of the Clones is so far and away the worst. And I have, I have to agree with you. Actually. It's the, the love scenes on. Uh, 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 Lake Como in Italy. I, I don't cannot know that with that. It's, it's I just, don't. Like you I'm took Natalie Portman girl. and made her a bad actress. I know. know. I know. Yeah. 
anyway, um, I just yeah, I think that if you're gonna do any more Star Wars, it I really I really love what they did with the Mandalorian. I think they need different characters and different stories, and just a, they need to explore different parts of the universe. They needed to stop this whole thing with yeah. Rey and the Force and all of that. I didn't need any of it, and they no. didn't do a great job making those characters particularly likable. No, I mean I like them all enough. Like I think you know Finn's a good character, Rey's a good character, but I don't love them, yeah. and I think. If you had those characters as a part of this is like 120 years after Return of the Jedi or a thousand years before, I think we might have been able to like them more and get to know them. But it's like you have to service Luke Skywalker and Leia and Han. So much they uh, tried to fit in there. There's a lot, you know, and I don't know that any of it was necessary. But I had a lot of fun in in this movie, as I've talked about, Mm -hmm. and I I do still intend to see it again uh, on the big screen because, you know, when the rest of my life will be watching it, you know, on on Blu-ray or whatever. I I, I like to get one more in there, Uh, but uh, we'll see if I get to it. You know, there's. I want to see that Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman, and I haven't gotten to that yet. I want to see that too. I love Guy Ritchie movies. I love the cast of that. And I was like, that's what I want to see. Good cast. And I also want to see this Birds of Prey. I'm like, well, I don't got time to go see a Star Wars movie again. Again. So, (laughs) didn't love that. And I know the answer to this because you and I were on AfterBuzz TV's Mandalorian After Show. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted you to just take a couple of minutes to talk about why The Mandalorian worked and what you loved most about it. Oof. Okay. I think I sort of, you know, touched on this a little bit. The Mandalorian, I think, definitely worked because it was different characters. Yeah. And it was its own sort of story. They brought one small element that you know, although it it's actually big, but small, but big, um, is just the, the Yoda race that we don't know what it's called yet, but yeah. we refer to him as Baby Yoda. Everybody right. stop trying to make the child a thing. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we fucking know no, he's not true. Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's like he is a Baby Yoda, but he's not Yoda as a yeah, baby. But we, ev- but yeah. we all know like, that. If there was a, a tiny Wookiee, we'd be like, yeah, they know that's not you. That's Baby Chewie. Baby Chewie. Yeah. Yeah. But at least we know what Wookiees are called. We yeah, don't even true. know what this race is. No. But I think they did a great job utilizing that. And they did this thing where they made it so fucking cute that, like, you can't hate it. It's yeah. so cute. And they brought, and they balanced John Unle- Unless did. you're Jason Sudeikis. Unless then you want to punch it. Then you want to punch it. a lot of times. hilarious, yeah. by the way. They did such a great job of, of, balancing the comedy and the comic aspect of the show with a lot more of the more, um, I guess, combative like action parts that were really good. They did a really good job with choreography, and that's really important to me when it comes to any sort of action sequence. But they managed to nail that. And the story just moved along so well, and they had characters that you really liked and characters that you... The Mandalorian, you see his face once at the very end of the yeah. season, but you're so invested in this character and you like him so much. They did. They just did, I feel like, everything right in that yeah. sense. And I, 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 I'm glad we're not getting a Star Wars movie for a while, but I'm so excited for Mandalorian season yes yeah like that can't come soon enough Mm -hmm. you know and because it was a weekly show i thought that was a great way to dole it out but now i want to like just binge the whole thing well that's the thing but that's a great thing we can we watch it week to week now we can binge it before season two comes out which absolutely that is what i think i'll do you know Uh, but it's uh again if i'm not finding time to you know see a guy Ritchie movie i want to plus there's so many things that i haven't seen once re-watching things seems like a luxury for people without children you know Uh, i don't get to re-watch things yeah you could go see something like eight times or whatever like i i hear from you and other people that that show The Witcher is good. I want to check I it out. I love that uh, show. I'm going gonna, gonna to rewatch that before season two I, comes out too. I know you don't love it, but I've seen exactly one episode of season three of Runaways and I really want to get to the Cloak and Dagger part. It's 
I mean, that's been out for a month now. Literally, no more than it's been out for five weeks. Dude, it's I've really seen hard one. To find time. Yeah, so you know, I look. I make time for Mandalorian. I make time for Star Trek Picard. Partially because those are shows that I do it after. After, bus. but yeah, you have to watch but them. <laughs> like Picard, I've been crazy about it. It like goes up at twelve oh one a.m. Pacific time, and uh, I'm there watching it at midnight because I'm like, you know, I'm asleep for like four hours before that, putting the kids to bed. But anyway, so we'll find out what else uh, there is that uh, I, I find time to watch. We'll rewatch some of this stuff. Uh, but Zia, I would like you to be able to go about your business, your business uh, for business. the rest of the day. Thank you. But why don't you tell people where they can find you and oh. what you're newly up to uh, yeah. out there Oh my the gosh. Internet. I feel like I haven't done this show in quite a while. You haven't. Uh, not since the Christmas party. Uh, oh my God. It hasn't been since yeah, the Christmas party. Yeah, not since party. you drank my beer. I had one sip of your beer. We shared a beer. That's the the one sip I've ever seen you seen you drink. Yeah, that's the one sip I've drank in quite a while. Um, I you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore land. I love. I always love to when Blackcasters comment on my stuff and you know mention the Blackcast makes me happy. Um, And I've started streaming on. Twitch, I play video games. It's twitch.tv slash Zealand. If you just go give me a follow, that's awesome because there's like a certain number of followers I have to have to become a Twitch affiliate to then get subscribers and all this other right. stuff and build and whatever. Um, and I've got 47 followers. I need 50. Oh. So I've just been promoting. I think my, I follow you. I, you. I think you do. Yeah. I might be able to follow you from other, uh, from other accounts. <laughs> just sign up on other Twitch yeah. accounts. Well, no, I, I, yeah, I have the one Twitch account that so that I could uh, you know, be lightly obnoxious in the chat. I oh, wasn't super it, no. obnoxious, it was but great. I was like a lot of like, you know, I was chip like this being, and chip that. Uh, yeah. It, it was, was kind of great. Somebody thought I was chip in <laughs> the chat. Somebody thought you were I was chip. so excited. I was like, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> That was pretty great. Um, yeah. But I do, uh, right now I'm only streaming on Sundays. Right. At Sundays at 3, 3 Pacific, 6 yeah. Eastern? 3.30, but yes. Oh, okay. I have Sorry. to give myself, because I get home from work and then I take a nap so that I'm not like completely dead. <sighs> Man, that's amazing. I, I fucking love, love naps. Love to get, I, I, I used to take naps every day. I did morning radio. I had to take a nap every single day. Well, that's so the good. thing. I get up at 6 feeling. for work and then yeah. I run around a restaurant for 6 yeah. hours. So I'm actually pretty, or sometimes 7 or 8. I'm yeah. actually pretty tired when I get out. I do take like a 30 to 45 minute nap so that I can keep working. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to be stupid. No, stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Well, on that note, Zia, thank you. And uh, we'll get thank you back you. Uh, on the Blackcast soon, maybe uh, with Will and Jeff. But you know what? It's very hard to schedule with those gentlemen right now. Yeah, they're they are busy, big huh? time. Capital B, capital T. Me? Always little time. So, until we get our get that job uh, that man, we submitted until, for. Until we get that job, which is going to be great. I can't it's wait to we great. do it. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And then, you know, just hypothetically, if we don't get that job, we'll talk about it at some point and tell everybody what it would <laughs> what have it been. Was. Yeah. Oh, and, that would have been cool. Uh, that would have been fun. All right, let's move it along now to our friend Jason Blair, whom is uh, lighting up Twitter for uh, more than a decade now. A uh, huge friend of the Black Cast. <laughs> uh, also... A uh, recording artist from uh, early in the 21st century. Mr. Jason Blair, welcome back to the Blackcast. That's uh, sort of late 20th, like I guess early 21st yeah. century. But uh, yeah, it's nice to know I've been lighting up Twitter with, uh, I think, one one tweet a year. I think it's about my record. So yeah, um, your, really last, turn it up. your last one is from 2017. If anybody's interested in being mm. Jason's 30th follower, he's at Jason P. Blair. So uh, you can find him there, and uh, he needs to update where he lives because it says uh, Indiana. That is not true any longer. So no. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars. Uh, I want to talk. I want to talk a lot of things with the word "star" in it with you. But let's start off with yeah. 
something that we're closing the book on this episode. We wanted to get in touch with some friends of the Black Cast. Overall thoughts on Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I was very... Um, I, everybody was sort of excited with uh, Palpatine coming back. Uh, and and my issue, I just wanted to see when I was done with it, what a waste that J.J. Abrams had to deal with Ryan Johnson basically taking everything he set up in The Force Awakens, going a totally different direction, and then not only having to course correct, but then tell his own story. And it just really, I, I think it was just too much. I think J.J. did a very good job of correcting, but there's just still this huge what if, what could it have been if there had been sort of a cohesive storyline from yeah. start to finish. And I yeah. think the biggest thing for me that was the what if was the role of Finn. Um, yeah. If you'll notice Finn after go back to black cast, whatever, you'll know the number uh, when we talked about the force awakens. And I said that I was very excited for the character of Finn. He seemed very funny. I thought he was going to be my favorite character in the new trilogy. Um, and then he just sort of got wasted with that whole casino planet storyline uh, in, uh, in The Last Jedi. They, I think they brought him back a little bit for this one, but he just, you couldn't really redeem him from what I think J.J. Uh, Abrams originally had him set up to be, which is a great action and comedic uh, character in the, in the overall trilogy. Yes, and I believe that would be Black Cast number one forty nine. By the way, uh, the <laughs> the Black Cast Awakens. Yes, uh, find yeah. it on find it on SoundCloud while it's still there. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I agree. I think that uh, there had to be a bit of a course correction. We've talked about this on the Black Cast that you know J.J. Uh, Abrams was originally not going to direct the the episode nine. That was going to be Colin Trevorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think had they known he would have ended up doing episode nine, I, I think that they would have figured out a way to get him to do all three. Uh, although I know that after he did Force Awakens, he was very burnt out because he went from Star Trek right into it and, uh, you know, at least the development of it. So I think right. that it's it's a fair point. I think I would like to see what it was. But then you have the Will Sterlings of the world who, you know, The Last Jedi is legitimately, I, I don't think he's doing it for effect. He really loves that movie. And I feel like, you know, we're from different, not even planets. I think we're from different uh, dimensions or something because someone like him sees the movie in such a different way than I do. You know, I, it's more like this one. I could kind of understand people not loving, but I, I don't know. I really had fun with it and that's all I wanted. I, I said this on the past black cast. I just want to make star Wars fun again. That's why I liked solo so much. You know, right. I, I, I thought and that it, was fun. Definitely one thing, you know, Will can like it. It's just that, when you've got J.J. taking this third one over, when you can tell it's really not his vision, um, you know, it just it makes it a little less coherent as a trilogy. I, I know a few black casts ago, Jeff made a point that I kind of disagree with where he said, well, you know, the original trilogy, Lucas only directed the first one, but then you had Irvin Kirshner with uh, Empire and uh, Richard Mark 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 I think Mark Quant, yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi. But I listened to the audio um, commentary on those Blu-rays, and it was really kind of explained that, you know, traditionally in movies, 
the director sort of has the creative control, whereas in television, since it's more episodic, the executive producer has the creative control. The director just kind of goes out and, and executes the larger vision. And in both of those audio commentaries for both Empire and Return of the Jedi, um, it was sort of made clear that even though George wasn't the director of those movies, he was still a very, almost like a television executive producer, where he was very in control, everything was storyboarded. The director's job for those movies was really just to go and capture it and get it on film, uh, not to really be sort of the, the traditional motion picture creative director. So the original trilogy even though it did technically have three different directors, was still really, I think, George Lucas's vision, and it was sort of an overall trilogy. Whereas with this one, having the three different directors, the three different, you know, set up your own writers, take it where you want to go, it just made it a little too disjointed. I, I think they obviously realized that after Last Jedi, but yeah. um, at that point, what was done was done. Yeah, and look, a point that I've made repeatedly, including earlier in this very episode when I was talking to Zia, that ultimately, at the end of the day, we didn't need any more Star Wars movies after Return of the Jedi. That 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 was a that was a great ending. We really wanted to know the stories of the prequels, but in hindsight, sure, we didn't need them. We definitely didn't need this most recent trilogy. I think there's uh, some highs and lows. Even Last Jedi, I have sequences that I like. I'm glad we got it as a fan, but we didn't need any of it, you know? So uh, I I think I'm able to appreciate it and also be able to appreciate it in the way of uh, one day watching it with my kids, but uh, I don't don't feel like they're ready yet uh, for, you know, because you don't want to show them Star Wars at, at an age where they're scared by it or hate it find it boring because then i'm like well i i burnt through that it's like i've got toys that i've been saving for uh, you know in some cases almost 40 years that i'm like one day my kids are gonna play with these now i'm like so close it's like the home stretch i so i don't know it's uh it's good i like i was saying moments ago that i i, I really still want to see it again uh, rise of skywalker in the theater because you know seeing it in, in blu-ray it's always a different experience and uh i, I don't know i I was so excited just sitting there watching it, and I enjoyed it. And that's that's all I needed. I didn't need more. I didn't need to be taught anything, you know. I didn't. I I didn't need any anything at, at all from it, you know. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I mean, how how would you consider this compared to just other films in the series? You know, would you do you like it better than Last Jedi? But uh, do you like it better than the prequels? Yeah. How do you think of it? I, I had a, a ranking. Of course, I, I ranked the the trilogy. I think you and I talked about this uh, earlier. That before I had kids, Empire was my favorite. For yeah. some reason, after I had kids, you see the world differently. And Return of the Jedi is yeah. not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, um, I always consider so... Jedi my favorite because of how much I loved it when I was a kid, and also it's the ending of the story. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, if your top three have four, five, and six in any order, it's fine. It's when you have somebody right. that decides that they need to put like you know, Last Jedi second. Or, you know, a Revenge of the Sith, you know, in, in right. the third spot, you know, and then I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't even wrap my head around that list. But yeah, so, so you, you've got Jedi yeah. in the top spot now. Yeah, I've got Jedi in the top spot, uh, in, uh, probably then Empire and then uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not a big fan of going with A New Hope, but I just, I just like to call it Star Wars. Yeah. Um, after that, I would say if we're talking just, the saga movies. Yeah, just the saga. Um, I would go with probably 
Force Awakens uh, after that. Um, then probably Revenge of the Sith. Sure. I then and then I put. Um, I think I put Last uh, the Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker yeah. Right below that, uh, so uh, that would go above, I guess, Attack of the Clones, and I know you hate Attack of the Clones, yeah. but um, then I'd probably put Last Jedi. I'd still put that ahead of Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, I always find the uh, the the Phantom Menace to be the the least of those evils that are the uh, the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, although right. you know, Revenge of the Sith is pretty good, but yeah, I mean, I did my my somewhat tongue in cheek list on a couple episodes ago on the Black Cast, where I of course put the Ewok TV movies and the Christmas special ahead of Last Jedi, but uh, I kind of right. still stand by that because they're entertaining, <laughs> whereas that movie was infuriating. But uh, maybe, maybe why, you know, and that'll be the interesting thing to watch with kids at some point where you don't give them any of your sense of judgment. It's like, yeah, we're going to watch these eight movies, you know, over however, these nine movies over however long stretch of time. And then it's like, well, how do they feel about Last Jedi? You know, so that'll be the, uh, the interesting thing to see. Now, I'm somewhat doing that. We started when uh, Disney Plus came out. um, We have a projector uh, room. And and so it it was in 4K, the, the, the old the original trilogy, and I, I couldn't believe it. And so I, I, my plan was to wait until my kids were six to watch it because I was six when I first saw Star Wars. Um, right. I knew of it. I, I knew of the toys, but it was 1983, and it was my, you know, Return of the Jedi was in the uh, theater, and uh, our our school, it was a like a day they brought in this big old AV system, and we all sat as a class and actually watched Star Wars on VHS. And I remember that day, how it changed my life. And so I, I thought, well, I want my kids to be six when they watch it, but they're five now. Yeah. When I saw it in 4K, I said, forget it. We're going to watch the original trilogy, and now they love it. Our, our Christmas this year was all Star Wars. I, I went way overboard. My wife is just like, how much money am I spending on Millennium Falcons and X-Wings and TIE Fighters and, and getting all the characters. And they love it. And uh, the thing is, they know there's more out there than the original trilogy. Yeah. And I'm trying to kind of hide it from them because I, I sort of want them to have that nostalgia for the original trilogy before they watch any of the, the other movies like I did. Whereas I think if you just see them all relatively at the same point in your life, you won't have those same feelings. And so I, I guess yeah. I am influencing my kids' uh, judgment. Yeah, and, and does it marginalize uh, it when it's also like, well, you know, Star Wars exists as, you know, whatever it is, like a 122 episodes of animated Clone Wars and Rebels, however many, you know. And yeah, right. it's like, do you dilute the pond? Yeah, I mean, look, I know for a fact that I saw the original Star Wars at a drive-in in, in uh, when I was three, uh, and then, you know, the obviously the Empire Strikes Back in the theater, I actually remember that a lot better. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I, I, when I was four and you know, Felix is four and I'm like, I just don't, I just don't think he's, he's there right now. I think it's a, it's a kid by kid basis, you know? And, right. uh, you know, I get a sense for what he thinks is scary and what he doesn't and, you know, what he likes. There's kids in his class that have definitely seen Star Wars. There's kids in his class that have seen some of the Marvel movies. There's kids in his class that love Jurassic World. And I'm like, really? They're not terrified of, uh, of, of the dinosaurs? So I don't know. But I, at some point, I will uh, figure out what makes sense. But I understand to sort of transition on the topic of Star Wars, your kids have also uh, taken in The Mandalorian. 
Yes, we watched that. They call it Baby Yoda. Sure. Uh, they they like they like Mandalorian. Um, it, it's very interesting because I'm really starting to get an appreciation for I think why people have such nostalgia for Star Wars and then they sort of hate these new movies is really the plot of the original trilogy. And I, I don't think it dawned on me until I see my kid's eyes watching it is how really kind of straightforward it is. It, yeah. It's very simple to follow. There's not a lot of double crossing and, you know, like, you, you know, we watched a little bit of Solo and they really had no interest in it because it's just, it's sort of too complicated. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, I know they're all MacGuffins, but there's two or three MacGuffins everybody's going after and everybody's kind of backstabbing and, 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 and it makes it a little more maybe intriguing for adults, but it's just amazing when you watch Star Wars, how it really keeps their attention because it, it, it's just a childlike magic that the, the, the plot is just very, he's the good guy. He's the bad guy. They're going to go to the Death Star and, and beat them and, and just seeing that. And the Mandalorian also kind of has that same, I think that's what John Favreau's done a really good job of keeping the plot fairly simple, you know, rides into town, you know, help some people. And, you know, then has to leave, and, and yeah. they, they get that. Yeah, I mean, know? we've talked and a lot about it. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the Blackcast, and uh, Z and I did the after show for the Mandalorian over at Afterbus TV, and we talked a lot about how you know there's a Western element to it, but it's also samurai. And you know, the actual dynamic, there's a samurai comic that's well known from the 80s, Lone Wolf and Cub. It's an actual samurai protecting a child. So, you know, there's there's a lot of these themes that go through, but I think it works really well. And I think I don't know, I think it's the right level of like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of violence and a little bit of scariness and all that, but it's mm-hmm. like us watching Star Wars as kids, you know. It's not it's not amped up too right. much. And it's just the storytelling is so well done. And yeah, we can we can take we can push pause on the uh, the Skywalker family and let's let's do more stuff like the Mandalorian. You know, I, I know that yeah. the uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show is uh, still going to happen. It's a little delayed, and I'm like, great, just take your time with it. Why don't you give us some other stuff? That'd be all right. You know, characters that maybe we're not as familiar with. I mean, look, I, I love you, McGregor. I'm interested in what Obi-Wan was up to between, I guess, episodes three and four, but I don't necessarily need it, you know, but I, I know I think that the, I think that they've learned a little bit of a lesson from the way that uh, Solo was received and, you know, they're not, they seem to not be rushing things like maybe they were, you know, it was also, f- no pun intended to other film franchises, it was also Fast and Furious when Disney first had it and they're like, here's our new trilogy and we're going to have Ryan Johnson do a trilogy and we're also going to have the guys from Game of Thrones do a trilogy, you know, and it's like, I mean, maybe we're not going to do all those trilogies right now, we'll, we'll get back to you, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. So. It was it was just it was just yeah. too much. I mean, you know, it's it's with anything that yeah. you know. For some reason, we had six hours of of Star Wars growing up for you know twenty years almost, and yeah. and for some reason that was enough to keep us entertained and interested in it. But yeah. all of a sudden, you start peeling back the curtain and all those other things. But I mean, we can have more stuff. But my advice to Disney, because I know they listen to the Black Cat all do. the time, yep, absolutely, is you know keep the stories straightforward we don't need to get into all this uh you know expanded universe where we're going to bring up this guy and then all of a sudden admiral thrawn's going to come out of nowhere and and you've got four or five different sort of 
good and bad guys all double crossing each other. And, and I, I can see the temptation to do that with the, especially the Obi-Wan Kenobi story to kind of, you know, carry all this clone wars and rebels and future and past stuff all in it. And it, it just gets too complicated. I think, I think adults might be entertained in it, but a part of star Wars is just family entertainment and, and I think that's yeah. what the Mandalorian really has recaptured. Yeah, look, I definitely agree with you. And I think a, a great way to uh, transition is sort of getting your sense for when kids might be ready for a completely different franchise that shares 50% of the wording, which would be Star Trek, which <laughs> I always saw Star Trek as a kid. My mom loved Star Trek. I've told this story many times. The reason we got a VCR in 1984 was so that my mom could record original series reruns until she finally got trouble with Tribbles, which, believe it or not, took a very long long time to finally get it and that so i grew up watching those shows and you know i i definitely i very vividly remember seeing wrath of khan in the theater uh in you know down at the jersey shore and how important those stories were and how much i liked those characters i was always a star wars guy first but you know the backdrop of star trek always existed and it was it was in the home you know i mean whereas like it was a much bigger deal to have star wars on television at least until you know they were released on vhs and that sort of thing but uh when do you think you might try to see if your kids are interested in star trek i think it'd be much later i just yeah. you know from my personal experience like i said I, I loved star wars when i was six my my dad actually used to watch you know star trek and and I just remember when it was on, I just, I didn't get it. I didn't see the appeal, but I, I did like the movies because the movies didn't have all this sort of, uh, I don't know, Gene Roddenberry mythos to them. I mean, if you look at Wrath of Khan, it's basically just a, a sea battle in a way. It's just two ships shooting at each other and fighting. And, you know, uh, the voyage home, there's just a, a plot to get the whales. It's, 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 fun i loved those movies yeah um i remember when i really 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 got into to star trek um was when i was in junior high i forget how old i was it was when the undiscovered country came out sure and i i so i really i went to see that because a friend of mine wanted to see it i had seen you know i think wrath Khan liked it uh i saw Search for Spock, didn't like it, and I saw Voyage Home, and I, I really liked that one. Yeah. When I saw Undiscovered Country, I was like, this is so well done. But I was, you know, by that time I was, you know, probably in eighth grade, maybe sure. ninth grade even. Yeah. And really appreciated sort of the whole Cold War analogy. And just, I was like, this is really smart how they did this. And yeah. it was just a, a very intelligent movie. It's still probably my favorite Star Trek movie. Um, and that's when I went back and started watching, uh, the next generation. Unfortunately, my hometown in Indiana and in Terre Haute, we only had, uh, two stations. So there wasn't a lot of syndicated stuff that made the air. So they did air the next generation, but they aired it at like 1205 AM on like Saturday. Right. That was when it was on. Um, so I started taping those. So I think I picked that up about you know, maybe the fourth season of the next generation and then went back yeah. and started, uh, watching, watching the earlier seasons. And so the next generation was really what I latched onto. And, um, so that was, that was really my show. Uh, when I moved to, uh, California to go to college, that, I, that was right around the time that, 
uh, Deep Space Nine was was on, and then all of a sudden I had um, KCOP Channel 13, and they just air all the you know it was like all Star Trek all the time because it was the UPN affiliate. Yeah. Um, so I was really into it through through college. So really, my Star Trek loyalty is with with the next generation but i got into the next generation surprisingly because i liked the undiscovered country so much which yeah. is the original no cast. i mean that's very interesting uh-huh. actually i don't think i i realized that yeah i mean i i we were just you know it was seeing con and all of the the movies in the theater and you know just the episodes uh, you know i I don't know. There's probably if I go and I read all the descriptions, I probably haven't seen all 79 episodes of the original series. I feel like I have, but there are probably there, I would probably be able to dig up one or two that we didn't because there were some that my mom didn't like. Uh, but you know the the uh, trouble with tribbles, piece of the action, uh, this side of paradise, the fun funny ones were always for her. Uh, but yeah, and I I liked uh, Next Generation, but man, that first season was it was it was rough. That was tough Ooh, to watch. Bad. And, but so what, bad. But when it got good, it, I, it got really good. And I was always impressed. It was like, I can't believe this TV show is so good, you know, at a certain point. It was just like, you know, this is great. So uh, in our, our final moment, I know that at this moment you've only seen one, but uh, your thoughts on Star Trek Picard? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very... I'm liking it so far. It 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 does have, I think, a potential to get overly uh, complicated. Which I mean, Star Trek's never shied away from being complicated. Um, I just don't know if it's going to turn into, you know, Borg, Romulan, Android, you know, uh, uh, you know, pro- you know, Professor Maddox, and and all that stuff. How much it's all going to kind of uh, tie into each other. Yeah. Uh, but I am very excited to see, uh, you know, uh, data and, and Brent Spiner really being more than just sort of a, a quick dream sequence yeah. when, when the show first started and it played blue skies and it was a dream and then it was over. I thought, okay, well that's it. It's just a stupid little thing to put Brent Spiner in the show so that they could put it in the trailers. Yeah. It will have nothing to do with data ever again. And it'll be totally, you know, just, just done with, uh, we got that out of the way, but then yeah. all of a sudden come to find out the whole thing has to do with the Daystrom Institute and, and data's Ingrams and, and, uh, his positronic, you know, I mean, it's going to be the whole plot of it. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, I think it's exciting I, to see how it all comes together. Uh, you know, this, uh, this is a very light spoiler. It is nothing about story content. This second episode of Picard is really just setting up. I think a lot of moving pieces for the, you know, they needed to kind of catch their breath after that premiere, which I thought was great. This was good, but it was a little bit of a letdown for me personally, but I'm sure in the context of the whole season, this episode will have been very important. Now this season's only am I right it's only 8 episodes I believe it's only Is 8 episodes it? yeah so uh we in in less than 2 months time we can uh we can reconvene and uh you know have a summit on uh, Star Trek Picard Yes I'm very excited for that yeah. let's make it so Well yeah exactly and uh I will find that conversation particularly engaging <laughs> thank you very much Uh anyway Jason Blair <laughs> at Jason P. Blair, become his 30th follower and you uh, will win absolutely nothing, but you'll be number 30. Uh, and I always appreciate you making time. I know you're uh, on your way home to your triplets and, of course, your lovely mm-hmm. wife. But uh, so uh, thanks for uh, steering off the road for not literally for uh, a, a little drive through Black Cast Nation. 
I appreciate it. Anytime, Christian. Thanks again to Jason. And now we really close the book on Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. But we will open some other books like we just did with Jason. Uh, Mr. Mark Hunt, Rafe Gutman himself. Mark, welcome back to the Blackcast. Great to be back. It's always a, a treat to have you. You know, uh, Jason and I were just talking about Star Trek Picard, which I am very interested in talking to you about. Have you had time to see episode two? No, I have so, not, actually. As soon as I get done here, it's going to be dinner and Picard. I'm, I'm keeping you from it. So two weeks in a row, I have watched it at uh, midnight Pacific time after it posts. Uh, so obviously a little harder for people in other time zones. And it's only because I always pass out after I put my kids to bed for a good four hours. And then I, I get my work done in the middle of the night. And these last couple of uh, late night Wednesdays slash early, early Thursdays, my work has included uh, Picard, but we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, before we get to that, overall thoughts, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Uh, overall thoughts, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it had a lot to overcome, mainly episode eight. Yeah, so you, Jason, and I are all, Jason Blair, who was just on, are all in the same place in episode eight. And really, Zia, who was on at the beginning of the episode, uh, she didn't love episode nine, but uh, we're all of the frame of mind that uh, we did not enjoy episode eight. Yeah, it, it was one of those, after I first saw it, I was like, well, maybe, you know, when episode nine comes back, I'll watch, you know, watch all three and maybe it'll age a little better and maybe it'll fit in a little better. But I recently rewatched, you know, before seeing episode nine and no, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you heard the most recent episodes of the podcast, but uh, the night before I saw episode nine, I watched uh, episode eight and I'd kind of been holding off on watching it again because I just had a feeling like, you know, I remember that I didn't love it. And then I, I disliked it even more than I remembered. And I'm like, oh, man, this is really just, you know, by my way of thinking, this just is not my kind of Star Wars movie. No, no. And I loved, I mean, I loved Solo. I, um, too, I really yeah. liked Rogue One. And, and, and I liked uh, Force Awakens a lot as well. But Last Jedi just brings that whole sequel trilogy just to a grinding halt. It's just badly paced. It's... Um, just kind of clunky. Well, McClunky, I guess. <laughs> McClunky, yes. <laughs> it's very McClunky. Um, and just not, just, just not, not. I mean, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. I love Knives Out. He can make a good movie. He just cannot make a good Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, you know, he did that movie, uh, he did a movie called Brick and a movie called Looper. I, it's not that he isn't a talented filmmaker, you know, it's just, I, I didn't like his choices, I just didn't like that movie. So, let's talk about this one, though. So, what did you like about uh, Episode Nine? I guess, I mean, it it's fast-paced, it's a fun adventure, and I liked, I mean, there are scenes that I absolutely loved. I mean, I loved when Han Solo and, and Kylo Ren, that scene when, when he's seeing his father, just, I haven't, like, I'm not a crier in movie theaters, but man, that one brought me to tears. That, that was a, that was a little dicey moment for me. I, cause I didn't expect it. And, uh, I was sitting there with my wife and she like never got to see me cry in movies, but it didn't really happen. It didn't quite happen for me there, but I was just like, Oh man, I didn't, I didn't think we were getting that in this one. 
oh yeah, it, I was holding back. I was getting misty eyed, misty eyed, and they're redoing that Force Awakens scene, and it's going different. And he throws away the lightsaber. I'm like, I got it, I got it. But the moment he's like, Dad, and he just looks at him, he says, I know. That was it. They yeah. got me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about some uh, some of the the bigger things? What do you think about Palpatine being in it? Uh, Ray's lineage. You know all that stuff. Wow, Ray's lineage. I'm not. I mean, I guess. Timeline wise, though, man, I'm having a real problem. Like, obviously, his her parents are young. Even when she's born, when she's born, they look like they're real young. Um, so Palpatine, considering in Revenge of the Sith, is when he got all grossed out and yeah. icky, and like, there's no way. Like, somehow he bedded a woman, or he did something creepy. Yeah, and he had a son because I think they specifically say it's his son. His son, which I've I've now dubbed Chad. Because he just looks so normal, he looks like Chad Palpatine. <laughs> Chad Palpatine, and yeah. Chad, Chad and Karen with their with their little girl, and they're <laughs> very incidental. Yeah, um, like, they kind of come and go. Um, I guess it's not. I mean, one thing I didn't mind about Last Jedi. I mean, Ray didn't necessarily, in my mind, need to come from somewhere. I mean, Kit Fisto. I guess did he come from the Fistos and Windu? Mace Windu came from the Windus, and for a Jedi Order that discourages romance and procreation, I don't know how they plan on carrying the Jedi through a lineage of their yeah, Jedi. That's it makes it point. really hard. But I don't know. I, 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 it worked for me. I guess it was. It was not that big a deal. Okay. It wasn't. I'm mean, just like yeah. okay. Eh, all right. Uh, if I didn't then, look at it, if I didn't overanalyze it too much. And then in, in terms of the, you know, I found it to be a very exciting and enjoyable film. I was not literally on the edge of my seat, although there were moments, you know, and I I found beginning to end, I was just, I was all wrapped up. I was very excited. I had, you know, that big stupid grin that I had when I guess I was seven watching Return of the Jedi. You know, I felt the same way. You know, I was the same way. Um, I guess actually the highlight for me was uh, – I mean, as much as they finally got, actually gave a little bit of screen time to the classic characters, I thought um, Adam Driver did a great job in this movie. I loved um, Kylo Ren, and I loved his performance as Ben Solo. Yeah. Um, when he turns – the second time – when I was going through the second time watching this movie, I noticed after after he becomes Ben, his performance completely changes – He's no longer Kylo Ren. He actually moves and acts like a solo. Um, if you watch oh, that's him, cool. he, I, yeah, I, he, I was talking about how I'm hoping to see it again while it's still in theaters, well, and uh, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out when he when he when he goes to rescue Ray. He gets on the on the uh, Death Star. He does this running jump, and he kind of falls a little short, and he kind of la- lands with this this thud. And I was like, oh, my gosh, did he just do an Indiana Jones? Like, that is totally Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones. And then as he's going into the temple, the guards are attacking him. He does the same move from that Han Solo does in Force Awakens. He looks to the left and shoots the dude at the right yeah. without looking. Sure. Then he gets surrounded by the Knights of Ren. And I absolutely got chills in the scene. But he does this move where he's getting it. They're, they're surrounding him. They're beating the crap out of him. And then Ray does that force time move where she passes him the lightsaber. He ta- he reaches back, takes out the lightsaber, activates the lightsaber, and the, the Knights of Ren are like kind of in shock and they kind of back up a little bit. And he does that Han Solo move from Return of the Jedi, where Han and the Rebels capture the they're at the 
uh, shield generator. And the stormtroopers came out. They tricked him into coming out. The the rebels have got him at gunpoint. And Han steps behind them. They look at him. And Han just stands there with his blaster. And he does this comedic, almost like a, a slight smile and a shrug. Kylo or Ben Solo does that exact same move. He holds the lightsaber. Wow. And he just kind of does that shrug from Return of the Jedi. It's like, oh, my gosh, genius. And then when he starts fighting the Knights of Ren, he moves completely different. He moves like a cocky solo. He just starts doing these moves that he never did as Kylo Ren. And I was just like, it was just that little nuance in his performance where he was like, he was a solo again. And it was, it was really subtle, but it was really cool. And I thought it was just, it was perfect. It was just a perfect performance. Yeah, I uh, I really look forward to seeing that, and I do think yeah, pay that, attention to that. Yeah. You'll you'll catch it. He I, moves completely different. I think the evolution of the Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren character was a fairly enjoyable, well done aspect of the film as the films as a trilogy. I've said that that's what I actually really like about. Last Jedi is that sort of connection that he and Ray have. There's that amazing throne room sequence. Uh, and I found the character to be, quite frankly, insufferable in Force Awakens. And I was just like, I, I don't know what this casting was. I don't I, I, I just knew that. that oh, guy I had, agree. Yeah. I knew that that guy had been on Girls before. Not a show that I watched. Uh, I heard him interviewed. Seemed like an interesting enough guy. I know he was a was a Marine in real life. And then he, you know, took on acting after the fact. So he was always an interesting guy. I've seen him in a lot more since then. Uh, Black Klansman is the one that stands out as great. And I, I just uh, think that he did a great job. You know, and the look, the Star Wars saga has some great actors in it. And uh, sometimes they actually get a chance to be great actors. I mean, Harrison Ford, I've always said, is so great as Han Solo that you believe he's Han Solo even in the Christmas special when everybody else, it's just like, <laughs> what is this? You know, he's so good. And obviously, Sir Al Guinness uh, and, and, you know, uh, so many others. But. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, that that was great, and I really liked watching it unfold, and I, I like the through line that was his story. Anyway, the key is that we're moving on from the Skywalkers. I think their story's been told, and I think new mm -hmm. stories are being told very well in the shape of The Mandalorian, and I wanted to talk to you about that for a moment. Oh, yeah, I loved The Mandalorian. I loved every episode. Um, I, I think it's great. I'm such a fan of that show. I just, uh, yeah, it just wasn't at all what I was expecting. And, uh, you know, it was just so many surprises, like story-wise and whatever. But just stylistically and everything about it was a surprise. And I loved that show. And uh, I'm excited to see more. And, you know, if they're going to do more television slash streaming content, I hope it's even close to that level of quality, you know? Well, it's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. It's just, it's Dave, classic Dave Filoni. It's exactly what he did with Clone Wars, exactly what he did with Rebels. He's just playing in, playing within the confines of the universe and telling new and exciting stories. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. And I think that, uh, you know, there's so much to hope for in a season two from that. Uh, and, you know, I don't. You know, look, there's no Star Wars movies heading our way anytime soon, and I'm perfectly okay <laughs> with that. Take your time, figure out what it is. 
you know, maybe don't do the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Maybe don't do the—I think that the the Game of Thrones guys trilogy or whatever they were going to do, that's definitely not happening. You know, no. just figure out what you want to do. But we've said it in the past on the Black Cast. Oh, we go like, you know, the old order of the Jedi like a thousand years ago. Let's go really—you know, let's just go for a completely different time period. I, that's I, what I'm hearing. I'm all for that, you know. And even if that's a series and not a movie, that's fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm very optimistic for what the future is because they're taking the time to figure it out. That's what I was just talking to our friend, uh, Jason Blair about. So, uh, in general, you liked, uh, Mandalorian and, uh, was mm-hmm. there, uh, anything that stands out when you think about like, Oh, my favorite thing about the show was this. Uh, the fact that it's so connected with the rest of star Wars, especially, I mean, stuff that like the clone wars, the, the the Mandalorian purge, the dark saber for crying out loud. I, when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, this that... thing was in the animated stuff. And, I, and then I was racking my brain. I was like, okay, I'm trying to remember the timeline. Who had the dark saber last? Cause it, I mean, Darth it was, Maul had it, it for a while. It was at the end of rebels, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, it got handed over to, uh, Katie Sackoff's character, Bo-Katan. I think okay. she was the one. And when she took over and that was probably, because they did a jump forward, because um, it took place right before episode four, but then they did, the, to spoil it, the final episode jumps to after Return of the Jedi. So oh, it's cool. shortly it's shortly before Mandalorian. Yeah. And, the Mandal- actually, and her tribe of Mandalorians are walking around with no yeah. helmets or anything, so something happened. Yeah, I actually didn't finish Rebels, mostly because it, it, it came back and, you know, On Demand wasn't quite, figured out yet you know the the disney app wasn't perfect at that point i don't think and uh you know i i would like to see it and look i want to see all whatever it is 130 episodes of uh, clone wars i don't know where the time is for all of it but uh (laughs) i i i am interested in seeing it and yeah when the involvement of dave filoni is that's how you know that like oh yeah he is not going to ignore the canon that is the animated series you know so i think that that's i think it's great i like I like that sort of stuff, you know, and I know that a lot of what we loved in the post Return of the Jedi, like real world era, a lot of that is now considered expanded universe. Love that they brought Grand Admiral Thrawn into Rebels, you know, that they're taking elements, they're picking and choosing. But uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's it, that you're always able to be surprised in that way. So, yeah, that moment of Giancarlo Esposito this is a big spoiler for the end of uh, of uh, <laughs> uh, of Mandalorian. But if you're listening this deep in, you should have seen it uh, when he gets out. And I did first. He just has a lightsaber. And then you're like, oh, wait, as cool as that was, this is like that much cooler. So uh, I can't wait to see where that goes. Uh, one other thing I want to talk to you, I actually want to talk to you about a couple of things, but uh, Jason and I talked a little bit about Picard, and I wanted to know what your expectations were to get Jean-Luc Picard back on your screen, and how you felt the premiere episode came in terms of delivering on that. Man, my my expectations, I, I tried to keep them nice and low, but... Um, because I really just had no idea what they were going to do with it, other than it's you know it's old man Picard. Um, but the first episode just blew me away. It was so, it was so story driven, so character driven, yeah. um, near perfect for me. I mean, I loved it. I watched it a couple times. Um, my only, if I had one criticism, it's that um, if an 
guy who's almost 80 is in front of an explosion and gets kicked back 30 feet in the air and lands on concrete. He's got to be breaking a hip or something. Holy cow. How did he survive that? Well, yeah. And and I guess if he broke a hip, then you could kind of immediately, you know, just repair it because it's. Yeah, that's true. 24th 24th century. And, you know, look, he's he's 80 or however old he is, but. Maybe at that point, that's like being 50. But your point is very valid. You know, you definitely get the feeling like, oh, yes. Yeah, so we're not going to get a lot of action scenes with Pat with Sir Patrick Stewart in in this series, I don't think. No, but his presence, his presence, I think, is just perfect. I mean, he seems, he's going to be the leader. He's going to be the mentor. Yeah. He's going to be front and center. And so far, I mean, one episode in for me, at least, yeah. I have no complaints. Yeah, I think that the, the – the, and again, this is a mild spoiler. I said the same thing to Jason. The second episode – sets a lot of things in motion so in a way it's a little bit of a disappointment only in that there was so much in the first episode that i would have loved to maintain that kind of pacing and Mm -hmm. in that way i believe i've been spoiled by mandalorian because the pacing was pretty great throughout oh it's a different yeah it's a completely different but uh, look, and I, and the downside is we're only getting, I believe, eight, eight episodes, but I, I can't wait to see what they do with this story. I mean, you know, it'll be like, I don't know, maybe like a seven hour movie, basically the way to look at it. And look, yeah. second season's already coming. And yep. uh, I have on uh, semi-decent authority, they're assembling writers for season three. So, you know, they're they're all in on the show and uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. And look, we know from the trailer that we're going to get to see some friends, some old friends, some familiar faces. So, you know, in addition yep. to Brent Spiner. So, yeah, very excited for Star Trek Picard. It's uh, it's I've been looking forward to it for a long time. It's uh, definitely scratching my sci-fi itch with there being no Star Wars in my life. And I think that we'll have to talk more about it when the the season is over. And uh, it's the same thing I told Jason. But one thing I can't talk to Jason about that I can talk to you about is Doctor Who. And you I had to go there, didn't you? I did because you are uh, true, tried and true, died in the wool, uh, Whovian, going back to when what when Tom Baker's episodes. Tom were, Baker. He was first yeah, right before in the United they, States, right? I mean, when right, it, was, it was still new in the U.S. Anyway. Yeah, and probably had gone through. I I jumped in right before the twentieth anniversary. It was uh, Doc. Okay, so right fandom was building up yeah. right to the twentieth so, anniversary. So nineteen eighty three. And so 82 was when I jumped on in the UK, uh, Peter Davison was already the Mm -hmm. the doctor, but here it was still, it was still Tom Baker. So look, that's a long time. And that's the point that I want to make. And you saw a lot of highs and lows, including the lows of, uh, how many years was it? Was it 15 years that it was off essentially? I mean, with the TV movie, it was, yeah, yeah, it went off the air in 89. The TV movie was 96 and then it didn't come back proper till 2005. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen a lot and where do you feel that, you know, now we've got some, I don't know, 14, 15 adventures with Jodie Whittaker as the doctor, where do you feel the show's at at this point for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, let's put it this way. I'm like, for the first time ever, I'm like three episodes behind. I just oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. The writing is so – I fell asleep in the middle of Orphan 55. We were talking about this uh, on Instant Messenger. <sighs> I also yeah. fell asleep. Uh, Orphan 55 was the third episode. Uh, yeah. I, since then, also fell asleep during the fourth episode. <laughs> that uh, I haven't – the doctor with Nikola Tesla looks so 
boring. It's not great. And I've it, uh, I've always been intrigued by the Nikola Tesla story because I I liked the hard rock band Tesla and and their the his backstory was like a big part of their their mythos and you know all that. But um yeah, I didn't I didn't love that. Uh this is another one where I'm going to have to talk to you after you've seen more. But look, I was able to the the previous season, I was able to look at it and go, "All right, I think I liked about half the episodes." And I outright hated probably two of them. I just thought some mm-hmm. of them were really bad. There was this one called oh, Arachnids in the UK. Oh, which my was God. Just the worst. My I, wife got up and she said, this is absolutely the worst I, thing I've ever seen on television. I, I said that Period. that's the worst hour of sci-fi I've ever watched. Yes, and it was. I, I watched it to completion and uh, I, I yeah. regret it to this day. So uh, do I. But I thought there were good episodes. There were fun episodes. I, I and look, I, I mm-hmm. always admit that I'm new to the show. I think that when the show's best, you can see an episode and you go like, you know what? If they gave that script to David Tennant or Peter Capaldi or even say Tom Baker or you know a pat and, mm. and like a past doctor would st- it would still work. And I'm like, well, then that's probably when they're doing their job right. And a yep. lot of these episodes this season, you know, it was cool to have a reveal of the return of the master. I like that actor. I, I think. Mm-hmm. That it was cool, but then the second part of it just was a bit of a letdown for me. Did you even see that, or did you only see this? The oh, you saw because you got to one hundred fifty-five. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. But uh, you know, they're kind of building a bigger season-long story. But I have to admit that I just don't really care, and Mm -hmm. I don't think it's her fault. But now it's far enough in where I have to think like, or am I just saying that? I don't think it's her fault. I think it's bad writing. What it's horrible think? writing. I think it's horrible writing. I have nothing against her. I would love to see her in a well-written story. I yeah. would love to see that. And there's been a couple of flashes where it's like, okay, th- now I can see where she's going as the doctor. But then, you know, and then it just, I don't know. I've, 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 I've Episode five, I've heard some spoilers about some big things yeah, on that. So I'm going to. I didn't want to talk about it. it, it I don't either. I, I'm, I'm going to. I think I'm going to jump. I don't know. I might go back and watch the Tesla one. I don't know. It's just after watching something as quick paced and as engaging as Mandalorian and, oh, my God, even Picard as an 80-year-old man moves faster than this <laughs> show. True. It does. It's real. I and it pains me. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm telling you, it's, I have never had – I've never – it's never – for me, Doctor Who has never been like a chore. Yeah. This has been a chore. Yeah, I mean, look, my familiarity is from the the, the new series, and uh, I have said on this show that uh, Peter Capaldi was the guy that I thought really connected with me. I think I I liked all the 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 new era, and I've seen uh, lots of episodes with uh, previous Doctors. Uh, I don't think I've seen any entire episodes with Colin Baker. Uh, or Sylvester. Oh, there's McCoy. some good ones. There's or some really I good ones. Yeah, I, I've, I still have a list from you that I that I'm like I'm going yeah. to watch. I'll, these I'll take point. I'll take those episodes over these any day. Yeah, I mean I think any that day. you know when you watch the old ones you're like okay there's limitations for budget or you know just maybe but they the, were what written well that's yeah. the thing well, they that's, were written that's what well. I was gonna say maybe the ability of of an occasional actor here and there I'm not talking about leads you know I'm talking about you know villains or guest actors sometimes mm-hmm. you're like that's a little rough but. Uh, you know, I think that yeah. I mean, they are very well written. You know, they're what? What was the 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 Tom Baker series that uh, Douglas Adams wrote? It's uh, the I can't think of the name of it now. It, it's like a, a city. Uh, there's something with the City of Death. City of Death. Was one that was one that, that I was like, season. oh, this is great. Like I've seen I, I've seen enough Tom Baker. Where I'm like, okay, some of these yeah. are good, but that was when I'm like, oh, this is actually just flat out like this is great. 
you know, it's yeah, pretty like, much the ones with Romana in it yeah. were the ones when he was script editor yeah, and it, there were some fantastic yeah, episodes. And it's like, well, where was that when I, when I tried to check it out when I was a kid, you know, and it was on <laughs> PBS, like why, why was it that one? And not like, you know, how come I had to get like the master as a plant, you know? Oh, well, well, like you're saying, like if I was a kid, if me as a kid were to watch Doctor Who now, I would not. I would not be falling. I would not watch the show. I would find it to be hokey. And I'd just be yeah. like, I, I don't know how kids, I don't know how they're, if, they, if there are even kids watching look, it anymore. And look, I was really excited that, you know, when they announced Jodie Whittaker, that there was this idea, like a lot of, a lot of, you know, yes, women, but also like young girls were excited because they're like, okay, maybe I can identify. And I think there have been really strong female characters for the entire reboot. And I'm sure, you know, you can point to some back, you know, Sarah, I mean, uh, obviously Sarah Jane Smith comes out from the original series just off the top of my head. There's, plenty but mm -hmm. it, the idea that like oh it's a lead now i can see that but then the show had to deliver and i i just don't think it has mm -mm. and you know i think there are some people that were look you have like a, a very vocal minority who were never going to like any female doctor but then i think beyond that you have people who are like well we want to like her but we want her to be in good stories and mm -hmm. i don't know we're just not getting it. it's so heavy-handed at times did you did you wake back up and watch through the end of no. Planet 55 or no. whatever, Orphan 55? Orphan, Orphan 55, so, no, not yet. I, I'm guilty, look, no. It, it, look, it's not a popular opinion probably with my boss, but uh, I, I tend to be inclined to agree th with the concept of man-made global warming, but I don't need uh, Doctor Who to preach to me, and I mean the Doctor herself literally preaches to the companions. Oh, and I'm like, she's serious? already on your side. You know, they're they're with you that you don't need to convince them of anything. It's like, uh, and also there's this idea of like, well, that's a possible future that we can change. I'm like, well, no, that's not the way that the that time travel works. You can't really mm -hmm. change it that much, you know. Yeah. But you know, ask a ask the twelfth Doctor when he spent whatever like millions of years, you know, punching away at that uh, at that crystal to try and get to Clara. You know, it's like you couldn't mm -hmm. actually change it. You have to just sort of travel back to a different point. And, or when Rose tried to save her father. Right, exactly. And it's just, it, so it's like, I don't know, like the idea of like, okay, she's going to, she's going to go back and, and, and meet Rosa Parks as an idea. It's okay. I didn't think that was a good episode. Oh, now here's the thing about that episode. I was halfway through it and my wife is like, this is so stupid. I said, you know what? If I said, I guarantee you, if this, if, if what it, what it is, is the guys on, on board and it's not Rosa Parks. But it's like some other guy and he's trying to prevent them. And it, it, they're leading the audience to think that, oh, it's a racist thing as Rosa Parks. But it's something completely 180. Uh, it's like some, like the guy who sits across the aisle and he's like going to be some guy. And that's what the whole – and then by the end of the episode, I was like, mm, no, no. It was just some intergalactic racist where we're never going to hear from again. Like, well, never mind. Yeah. No, I know. It's uh, – I don't know. So when it's bad, it's been really bad. And uh, I think just coming off – you know, I look, people were very critical of – the you know the 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 Stephen Moffat era uh, of the show, oh. and I think a lot of people are maybe clamoring for their least favorite Stephen Moffat episodes. Oh my you god! Know? And this is written by these episodes are being but being written by the guy who wrote Broadchurch, and, and I love that. And this guy's a huge fan. I've talked before uh, on this podcast about how you know there's like a, a televised BBC roundtable when he's like college age, and he's mm. really calling out the creators of the show for you know making what he considered to be stupid stories and it's just like well he's so passionate about the show 
But how do you turn out something that's so bad if you're this much of a fan? So maybe I could go back in time and prevent him from writing Doctor Who or something. You could you could try that. Well, this <laughs> is another one where I'll really want to get your thoughts when the season's over because of this sort of these surprises, this one particular surprise in the fifth episode that I'm willing to wait and see where it goes. But yeah, uh, I think I'm just gonna skip to that. I don't know if I want to sit through the Tesla. I'm trying to and think of oh. I'm trying to think of what's good about the Tesla one, and uh, there isn't uh, there isn't really anything, you know. So, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and skip to it. I would say. Yeah. And I believe me, I never thought I would ever live the day. Yeah. Where no, I would when, say I was skipping Doctor Who. When episodes. you told me that, I w- I was shocked. <sighs> I could not believe it. Uh, anyway, Mark, look, it's the, so we're basically making future dates to talk more about Picard, more about Doctor Who, uh, but. Let's talk very briefly before we wrap up about uh, another fandom that is uh, near and dear to your heart, of course, Planet of the Apes. And uh, you, of course, have the podcast of the apes. Is it still going or is it just uh... still? No, still going. We do. You know, we do one every month or so. Okay. Um, there's not there's a brand new Blu-ray that just came out called Making of the Apes. It's a documentary about the making of the entire the the classic saga. So we're we're I we're going to that's our next episode we're going to watch and review that so we got oh my gosh our we've got i think we just we're about hitting 500 likes on our facebook page awesome we have we have people i get emails from people around the world we have we're huge in australia for some reason i don't know why but people around the world are that are just now discovering it so it's like it's kind of like oh well we should maybe get around to do another episode because we're getting somehow like we go on hiatus and we get more we get more listeners, more downloads. Oh, that's crazy! So it, yeah, it's well, you know, I don't know, word of mouth or something. So yeah, it's still I, it's got a loyal following. I love that you're still doing it, and uh, I'm glad that people are responding to it. Uh, is there are there any rumblings about any future ape projects, whether they're Disney? They're films Disney or... swears Disney swear when they re- acquired Fox, they yeah. said one of the one of the franchises they're definitely doing is Planet of the Apes. They swear up and down that apes are coming back. I right now that's about it. We they did oh they just got a director actually just got a uh, a director attached and I I can't right. remember who it was. It's some well, the guy who did either the Maze Runner or I don't know something. One of those. One of those. I think so, it's Maze Runner. So wait, they uh, have a director attached to a potential apes film. Yes. Wow. And I, I, it's the guy who's attached to the Maze Runner. Uh, see, that movie. sounds that sounds cool. And All I right. could be completely wrong. I could no, be completely. No, no, no. But wrong. see, look, it's, it's one of those one they're, of those franchises. They're thinking about it. It's being considered. And of course, yep. the place to get all that news is Podcast of the Apes. Should they just Google Podcast right. of the Apes? Absolutely. We pop right up first um, thing. Yeah, because that's that's the way to do it. Well, Mark, I always appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, as Jean Luc would say. Uh, and uh, you know, definitely looking forward to. Uh, talking to you again uh, throughout the course of this year and uh if people people want to follow you i know on twitter you're mark coin c-o-y-n-e hunt uh that's that's the best way for people to uh, get in touch with you directly right yep yep i'm not on it a lot no. but I'm on it. I see you pop up every once in a while. Every now and then. Mark, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. We will talk to you soon. And, of course, don't forget to like Blackcast on Twitter. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. The Blackcast. Give us the old thumbs up on Facebook. And, of course, Blackcast.com. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. That's all the time we have for this week. We'll see you next time. Blackcast.
da 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 da